MSNBC calls it another dud. The FBI says it's old news. What are we talking about? I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Well, gentlemen, the sexy title on this uh, document that MSNBC and the FBI are addressing is Report on Matters Related to Intelligence Activities and Investigations Arising Out of the 2016 Presidential Campaigns. Now and forever known, as the Durham Report, just out this week in its public form anyway, uh, the basic conclusions of the report are that the FBI did not do what it was supposed to do, uh, but it was probably not a vast political conspiracy and uh, nobody else is, is going to be prosecuted as a result of it, or at least that's how it looks. But what drew my attention to the report, I knew it was coming and we've been waiting for it for years now, uh, was uh, Stephen Green, the fact that um, I saw a little clip from MSNBC where Morning Joe uh, referred to it as another dud. And then he, uh, he did his normal thing like I do on this show where he appears to be asking a question, where, but he's really giving a lecture f for like five minutes and then eventually ends with a, what do you think? Um, he's, he's talking to this reporter and, he's, and basically he's saying, isn't it another dud? Isn't it just a dud? Don't you agree that it's a dud? Um, <laughs> and, uh, Narratives Steve, don't when, establish themselves, Scott. <laughs> when, when MSNBC calls something a dud, uh, that gets my interest. So I figure there must be something bad about it because they want to basically say uh, there's nothing to see here. And I think it means that it is the, the must-read hit of the summer and that we should immediately get a copy of it, which I did, and downloaded the 300 and I think it was 316 pages or something like that document. And I'm plowing through the executive summary. Uh, admittedly, it's a tough slog, uh, but the upshot of it is, um, and they say right out of the gate, Steve, that, uh, that the FBI should not have instituted an investigation um, into Donald Trump's alleged connections with Russia before the 2016 presidential campaign, uh, that they treated Trump differently than they uh, treated Hillary Clinton in the investigation that could have been happening and was actually did happen at one point into her uh, email server. And so there was a double standard there. Um, and uh, there, were, there were a lot of markers along the way that indicated that nothing should have happened from the FBI. They had corroborating counter uh, information that indicated that the gossip they were listening to wasn't true. And nevertheless, they went into this investigation, spent a lot of money, um, possibly affected the outcome of, a, of an election, um, or it may have changed the votes uh, in an election for something that they shouldn't have done. Um, Here's my question for you, Steve, and Bill, I'm gonna ask you essentially the same thing. At this point, the FBI is saying, yes, we generally agree with the conclusions of the Durham report. The things that Durham says were wrong in the FBI's procedures and uh, the behavior of certain personnel were wrong. However, we have made dozens of changes in our operations <laughs> since then and we're under new management. I mean, that's the that's the yeah. condensation yeah. of what they're saying. So Christopher Ray is now running the FBI. There's a new guy at the helm, and we've made these changes. So essentially, Steve, they're saying this is old news. Should we say, okay, FBI, thanks for making those changes. Glad you got out ahead of the report. Um, let's move on. Yeah, pinky swear. We'll never do it again. We made changes. Um, 
Yeah, the, maybe the problem isn't so much that uh, the FBI did this, but that we have an organization powerful enough to do all of this. Mm. Um, uh, and, and the thing is, the, the, the guy who organized this is now uh, Presidentish Joe Biden's national security advisor. Um, it, it, it was a political operation done by what is supposedly a civilian policing agency of of the federal government. Um, it was a political hit job. We know this, the, the, the laptop thing. Uh, J. Christian Adams, who's maybe the foremost expert on, uh, on stealing elections, and I don't mean actually doing it, I mean how people go about stealing elections, has been saying since 2020, the worst part of what happened in 2020 isn't the illegal shenanigans that went on behind the scenes. Those are bad enough. The worst part were the things that people in government and out of government, and I'm talking about here about uh, specifically the FBI and uh, the social media companies, what they did that was perfectly legal for them to do. These were the worst elements of what happened in 2020, and I I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. Um if I had my way, if I were in charge of, of the Republican Party, right? If, excuse me, if I was the House Speaker right now, Devin McCarthy, I would put forward a bill almost completely eliminating the FBI and dismantling the Bureau completely. Uh, I would keep the Behavioral Sciences Unit. They do great work. And I would keep whatever unit is in charge of, uh, of kidnapping cases. Uh, the FBI has done a brilliant job since the Lindbergh kidnapping, you know, it's almost 100 years ago now, of eliminating kidnapping for money. Um, so I would keep those, but uh, I would make them information sharing units. No badges, no guns, no law enforcement authority whatsoever. And for counterintelligence, yeah, we've got to have that. I would turn that over to the military, and they would they would fall under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, not under the Civilian Code, and that would put some, uh, I think, some harsher limits on the shenanigans they could get away with. Also, I think you generally have a better class of people in the military than you do in today's FBI. And, you know, actually, going back and finding out what the FBI was doing uh, long ago in the, in the 50s and 60s, this organization, forget the, the stupid a TV show. This organization has been very corrupt for a very long time. Abolish the damn thing. Keep the two things I talked about. Get rid of the rest. And and for that matter, while we're at it, we need we we need an IRS that doesn't possess a single gun. We need a Department yeah. of Agriculture that doesn't own a single gun. There are just too many damn guns in the hands of Washington bureaucrats. They don't need them. If they need law enforcement, they need to call up local authorities in the states, in the counties, and say, Amen. hey, we need help with this situation. Uh, get call, call your sheriff, call your police department. And that would be such a great check on the growth and abuse of power by the federal government if they had to come begging to the states and local authorities to do their stupid-ass authoritarian crap. We would have a lot less of it. Bill Whittle, I tend to agree with Steve's assessment that we need fewer federal agencies that have guns. Um, however, I would also add that in this particular situation, it wasn't guns that were the problem. I think we need fewer uh, legal briefs. We need fewer bureaucrats. We need fewer people who All are sitting around <laughs> without, without uh, apparently guidance. I mean, when you see in this Durham report that some gossip that came out of Australia somehow wound up instituting an investigation at the FBI with no one even checking the subsources behind that, uh, that gossip and saying, okay, where did this come from? Who said this? Um, and some of the information came from a guy who was already on the radar of intelligence agencies as being a Russian asset. 
And this guy was feeding information to another guy. He was allegedly a source within Russia, but he wasn't in Russia. He was living in the United States and he had been for years. And so it's it looks like Seriously, it looks like one of those circus clown cars as you read it and you're like, how is it possible that so many people could be so wrong? And, and, and they're not saying in this report that it was politically motivated, although you could certainly make the case that there was, there was diverse treatment of Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. But they're, they're, <laughs> they're going beyond that. And it's basically, Bill, looking like tremendous incompetence and just sort of the worst sort of venal attitudes like Peter Strzok, who was, you know, an anti-Trump guy who was like, yeah, yeah, go after Trump. Yeah, yeah, let's go after Trump. And and no checks and balances for somebody to step up and say, wait a minute, that's not the procedure. That's not how we do things here. The procedures were in place. They just didn't follow them. So, Bill, are you willing to go as far as Steve? And basically, I mean, he didn't say defund the FBI, but he got pretty close. No, I said eliminate yeah, it. I, keep keep those two uh, little units, and they're not even the FBI anymore. They're information-sharing units on uh, serial killers and kidnappers. And it's a completely civilian agency or agencies with – or they're not even agencies, much smaller than that. And, and no – no guns, no authority, I, no politics. I would remind you, Steve, so, that as the host of this episode, I reserve the right to mischaracterize the things you said. <laughs> that That is your right as host, and we've respected that right since we started doing this in 2009. But, Steve, if you take away the guns from the FBI, then they simply become the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> Imagine that. Right, not the Federal Bureau of Enforcement or the Federal Bureau of Kicking Down Doors or the Federal Bureau of Determining Who Should Be President or the Federal Bureau of Anything. You're telling, Scott, to, to say that this thing is, is not politically motivated is in itself a, a bit of a reach. Well, they, they're you, basically saying there's take, not a vast political conspiracy, although individuals may have been politically motivated. Well... So let's just uh, recap the, the the events of the last uh, several oh, years. No, <laughs> the F no 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 the the FBI goes public with allegations that Donald Trump is a Russian agent based on no evidence and and evidence that they created. They basically said, "Hey, we heard something about this," so that's how they got the 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 judge to sign off on the on the first of these things. So so they manufactured charges against Donald Trump that weren't true because they didn't have any evidence. In addition to this. They had absolutely unimpeachable evidence that Hunter Biden was absolutely corrupt and, and unimpeachable evidence that tied him to the Democratic Party candidates. So on one hand, the FBI oversteps all of its boundaries in order to create a case against a sitting president that doesn't exist. And at the same time, they step back from all of their responsibilities and tell people that this this photographic evidence, this, this hard drive, Hunter Biden's hard drive evidence is, is unimpeachable. Now, just to keep the timeline in sync, though, Bill, the, the events of the allegation that there were Trump associates in league with Russian sources who were somehow trying to influence the election was a 2016 election uh, go round, basically. The, the, the no, Hunter Biden stuff was a 2020 event. I don't I don't. I don't care. What, but what it wasn't I'm saying a sitting is, president is that, that they were doing this to at that time. Well, look, what what they are what they did against Donald Trump was politically motivated, and what they then did to protect 
Biden in the 2020 election against Donald Trump was also politically motivated. And by the way, I'm no longer calling him the FBI. I'm calling him the FBI Twitter. It's a merger. It's like any of these other mergers when you put two companies together, Lockheed Northrop or something. FBI Twitter decided that this was something that they were going to do. The FBI has, has to, to whatever degree it's devolved, wants to know everything. And Twitter and social media gives them the means to do it. So you have these people that are essentially the this this is the twitter liaison team for the fbi and 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 so the fbi says that this um that this charges against donald trump are are definitely true and so the the news media runs with it and then four years later the 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 fbi says no 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 this whole laptop thing that's just that's just more of that russian misinformation thing no need to report that in fact if you do report it you're harming the country and so that's how it works um they not only need to be disbanded, they need to be investigated. The people who are aware of this need to go to jail because they they committed, well, frankly, they committed treason, in my opinion. Somebody made these decisions, Scott. Somebody made the decision to go public with the allegations that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. And somebody made the decision to call Twitter and say that the Hunter Biden laptop is 100% laptops 100 fraud and there's absolutely nothing to it. Somebody made those decisions. That pe Those people need to go to jail. And... And the, the agency itself, I had, up until relatively recently, I had maintained a sense of sympathy towards the field agents and towards the people on, on the lower levels of this thing who had nothing to do with this. But to be perfectly honest with you, having watched these guys be absolutely silent for the last three or four years, uh, I, I no longer have any. Uh, I no longer have any sympathy for the for the for the field agents. I know that, that many of them are patriots. Most of them probably are, and are trying to serve their country. But when they're aware of how corrupt their own organization is, and they don't resign en masse to make a, a an en masse statement, then you're then you're colluding with what you know to be wrong. We expected better than that from from the untouchables, and we didn't get it. And um, and I suspect, as both of you have sort of alluded to, I think that looking back and taking the long view of the history of the FBI, that this whole don't shoot G-Man untouchable thing is probably what got them into trouble in the first place. Hmm. I, think, I think it probably created in their minds the idea that we are the defenders of, of uh, America and the truth, and we are not wrong, and anytime the civilians decide to wander off the path of what we know to be true, it's our job as the FBI to, to, uh, to steer them back to voting for the right person or the right party. And, and I suspect that once you start telling an organization that it's, you know, that it's uncorruptible, I think that's probably incorruptible. I think that's probably the very first step of an inevitable process that leads to complete corruption. Yeah. Fidelity, bravery, integrity is now fraud, bullying, and intimidation. Right, I think go. one of the most disturbing things about the release of the Durham report is, is not the report in itself, although I think that you should read it, at least read the executive summary um, to just kind of see the TikTok uh, procedural stuff of what actually happened. Um, the disturbing thing is that the FBI would immediately come out and announce that, uh, yes, we agree with the conclusions of the report in essence, uh, but we've already, uh, we've already plugged those holes, basically. We've taken care of the problems. Mm -hmm. If the same sequence of events sure. tried to happen today, it wouldn't be able to proceed because we've put in place uh, checks to prevent that from happening. 
the sense I get from reading the b- report or as much of it as I was able to consume before we did this um, is not so much that there's a broad organizational corruption, but how much corruption can happen within a broad organization. The fact that uh, there is this nominal entity called the Federal Bureau of Investigation that you think has checks and balances and procedures and restraints, but how much latitude individuals had to go about business in violation of the agency's existing procedural checks and guards. Um, The fact that you could take uh, essentially uncorroborated information and use that to launch an investigation. The fact that you could take uh, information without going and trying to corroborate the information, without even trying to contradict it or affirm it. The fact that you could take information that had already been, uh, that was already known by the CIA and that the President of the United States and others in top echelons of government had already been briefed upon something that somehow the people who were able to launch this investigation in the FBI didn't even know about. And, and you can still proceed with that. That you can go with a FISA, you can go to a FISA court and get a warrant to eavesdrop on somebody with a document that contains false information. And then even after that information is known to be true, you can rehash that same document and submit it again and again to the FISA court and get the warrant that you want uh, without anybody challenging you. So you, you can look at this and go, well, this is a this is a great brain trust of g- evil geniuses who have some sort of broad uh, organizational corruption. Or you could look at it and say, you know, this is a massive bureaucracy where if you've got bad apples, as every organization does working within it, you can get a lot of bad stuff done within the confines of that organization without attracting attention to yourself until it shows up in the media or until some pundit starts uh, getting you know upset about it and talking about it. Um, that What's disturbing to me is the FBI thinks now at this point, we're going to just give them a pass because we hmm. trust that they have taken care of the organizational flaws that led to the problem that they now acknowledge actually happened. I'm telling you, gentlemen, it's it's not a flaw. The the organization performed exactly as the Obama White House wanted it to in 2016. I worked for a large organization, and if it came out that I had acted in a way, let's just say this way, not an illegal way, just in violation of company policies. And if they came to me and they said, hey, we need to meet with you in uh, in the HR office, bring your manager, it's going to be now. It wouldn't be like, we want to schedule a meeting for next week. It's like, they come and get me and they take me to the office. I'm imagining this because I just know how companies work. It's not happened to me yet. Um, But they would bring me down to that office and they would say, these are the things that we've seen that you're doing wrong. We have video of you doing some of these wrong things. And um, we're going to give you an opportunity to defend yourself here. And if I say, you know what, that was last week me. This week, me, is completely different. I've put in place some checks and balances to keep myself from acting in an inappropriate way and violating organizational principles. And so you no longer have to worry about me. And and by the way, I'm under new management. New Scott is no longer going to behave the way that old Scott did. Uh, They would be walking me to my car with the (laughs) box of my stuff from my locker 
and maybe pursuing legal action against me at that point. So I don't think the FBI gets an opportunity to say, don't worry, folks, we've cleaned up all the bad processes and bad actors in our system. They need to be investigated. I think in this case, uh, if, if it were possible for Congress to do a legitimate <laughs> inquiry into this, a legitimate probe that's not just a political sideshow, that would be great. But at the very least, somebody needs to have a public hearing of this stuff. And if nothing else, recite the findings of the Durham report. This is not another dud. This is not old news that everybody already knows. When you read this compiled into one place, you realize that we need better checks and balances. We need to go back to the ideas of the framers and the founders of this country who said that the greatest threat to individual liberty is from within our own country, from the government that we put over ourselves. Just because it's a so-called democratic government doesn't mean it's no threat to us and we need to keep them in check. And so I, I hope more people, you can download the PDF free. It's not difficult to get. And I hope people will at least read that executive summary. And I know people in Republicans, especially in Congress are already motivated to start acting on this, but I, I'm, not, I'm not broadly condemning all FBI agents. I don't know all FBI agents, but this is concerning and should be investigated and there's probably going to need to be oversight legislation in place if you keep the FBI as, you know, as it is right now, or you do what Steve was suggesting, which is boil it down to its essence, the, the required parts, and get rid of the parts that could possibly be a threat to the republic. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.